When I say can you dig it, put your two hands up like that. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by SilverScreenAndRoll.com. I'm Christian Rivas, joined by Jacob Brood. Basketball is going on at the moment, and the Lakers are not playing in it. However, it is still pretty good basketball. Um, me and my, me and a few of my friends went to a Dave and Buster's yesterday, which. For those of you don't, that don't know and were curious like me, uh, Dave and Buster's appetizers, pretty good. But that is <laughs> not why I brought up Dave and Buster's. I thought you are going to say, for those of you who like haven't been to Dave and Buster's, even us in Podunk, Indiana, have a Dave <laughs> yeah. and Buster's. The, the title of this podcast is going to be Dave and Buster's Explained. <laughs> That'll certainly draw in. That's an SEO goldmine. That is, and a potential sponsorship, Dave and Buster's, if you're listening. Hey, hit us up. I'm only going to be like 10 minutes from the one in Indianapolis, so absolutely <laughs> hit me up. I'll drop my at in the in the description. But we were at Dave and Buster's uh, watching the Jazz Clippers game, and never in a million years did I think I would be rooting for the Jazz as hard as I was rooting for the Jazz yesterday. It mostly had to do with Jordan Clarkson uh, and Donovan Mitchell seeing those guys just go silly again was was really fun to do and it, in order to root for the jazz if you want that team to win there is much more room to slander rudy gobert and <laughs> uh that, that's exactly what we did yesterday clippers pulled through that series is at 2-1 has the potential to go 2-2 on monday and then on sunday Bucks Nets, a series that after two games everybody thought was over, is now at 2-2. And it has the added element of Kyrie Irving potentially being out for game five after leaving game four uh, with what appeared to be an ankle injury. Uh, and as you know, Jacob, they're already without James Harden. Uh, I want to start off there because that was the biggest game of the day. Uh what are your expectations for the Nets if if Kyrie Irving and James Harden don't play for the rest of this series? It, Kevin Durant's so damn good that I don't want to say the Nets don't have a chance. Like, do you? So I watching the end of Game Three, which one? What an absolute slog that was! <laughs> but. Uh, not that it's any kind of hot take or like wild drawn out conclusion, but I think Kevin Durant is the best basketball player in the world right now. Like I know that's kind of a fluid title that would change maybe multiple times in the playoffs, but I don't think anybody's playing better than Kevin Durant is right now is maybe a better way of saying it. Um, and just everything he does is so effortless and he can always get to his spots, get his shots up. So, like, there's always a possibility that he just goes wild and the Nets can still scrape out a win, but I would be hard-pressed to see them scrape out two wins in the next three games. Yeah. Even against a Bucks team that I was ready to start uh, 
putting in the drafts some of the hot takes that I thought weren't going to be there for this Bucks team. I really thought that this was a different Bucks team after that Heat series, which maybe it just turned out the Heat were really bad this year. Um, but I mean, credit to the Bucks for fighting back. But yeah, if there's no, it doesn't sound like Harden is coming back or possibly even close to coming back. Um, losing Kyrie, he's been like the one player that has been a, available for them all year, ironically. So that injury didn't look good either. Man, uh, I think the Bucks probably are going to end up advancing, but I would never say never with Kevin Durant. That dude is terrifying. Injuries suck. I'm, Very much so. I'm not the first person to say that, and I hope I'm not the only one uh, that thinks that. There's at least one other person that thinks that, and that's you. So um, we're in this together, I suppose. Ban injuries, in my opinion. <laughs> but, God, it's it's so unfortunate because a lot of the injuries that these players are suffering in, in the playoffs aren't career ending or long-term injuries thank god uh but when it is the playoffs it's like you know in, in the lakers case if the lakers got news that anthony davis is only going to be out two weeks with whatever injury he had uh the groin strain that he had in the in the sec or in the first round if you're a lakers fan in the regular season you're like okay well 80 will be back in two weeks. We can weather that storm. In the postseason, two weeks is an entire series. And obviously the Lakers paid the price of having AD out even for four days. It was it, – they just suck so bad at this stage of the season. And then you have what you're always going to have uh, with injuries and players not having their teams at full strength. Uh, the asterisks talk about you know are is this bucks team really going to go to the finals because Kyrie and James Harden are hurt is this Suns team really going to go to the finals because Anthony Davis was hurt in the first round um and I don't know it, it injuries as as bad as they are they're just part of the game uh, and as much as you'd like to see teams at full strength, the NBA can't or at least won't uh, suspend games until each player is, is healthy again. Um, so I don't know. I feel like those conversations are, are just kind of dumb. And uh, I just I wish we'd have them less. The yeah, I mean, that's ultimately where I stand with what you finished up. Um the, this is always a bad faith argument, basically. Like, literally, you cannot point to a title that doesn't have an asterisk. One of my favorite recent articles was Tom Habistro, um last summer. Um, I think roughly around the time the, the bubble was being formed, um, or the idea of it, basically, Immediately then there was all, there was talk, oh, this title's going to have an asterisk. And he wrote an article saying, well, yeah, this will have an asterisk. Let's look at what other titles have asterisk. And it was literally every team. Mm -hmm. Like at every title you could go, oh, well, this happened. Oh, well, like you literally cannot pick a title 
in which something didn't break the the team that won its way. Yeah. Like that's just the nature of the playoffs, as you mentioned with, with the AD injury, like even the minor things can drastically change a series and that's just the nature of the playoffs. That's how they've always been. Um, and that's how they're always going to be as long as they're in this format. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know why we have to rehash this argument literally every year. Um, there it's always a bad faith argument. Like the, the argument presumes there's titles that where literally every team was full strength through the whole season and the whole playoffs and the unquestionable best team won. Um, that's just never happened. It never will happen. Not with mm-hmm. as, as long as this, as the seasons are and, and whatnot. So I can't stand those arguments. I saw it this afternoon. Um, we're recording this Sunday afternoon um, before the Nuggets game, which Nuggets Suns game, which I assume the Nuggets are probably going to go out. But um, I mean, even that there's another team that's just absolutely battered with injuries. Um, it's just, I saw it on Twitter that this, this title will be the biggest asterisk of all time. I no, every title has an asterisk if you want it. I mean, I think that effectively cancels them all out. Um, it's a silly argument. I don't enjoy it and I don't ever really engage in it. Um, so no, I mean, there are, this is a unique title. I would say that, and I don't even mean that with like a bad connotation. The Lakers title last year was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely a, a title that we'll probably never see. I mean, I hope we never see a global pandemic that creates a situation again. So agreed. Hard yeah. Agree. So this is as unique a title as we may ever see, but that to me doesn't mean it needs an asterisk. And what the whole, the silliest thing about this conversation to me is the teams that are favorited to make the NBA finals are the top two teams in their respective conferences. Yeah. It's not like the Grizzlies through players getting injured are going to make the NBA finals this year. Like the Brooklyn Nets were the number two seed. And before Kyrie got hurt, uh, were probably the favorites to win the title. And especially if Kyrie and James Harden were healthy, I think they'd be the foregone favorites to win the title. The Suns and Jazz, for all the talk about the Lakers should have been a top three seed, and they were before LeBron and AD got hurt. They're the one and two seed, and not by accident. The Suns, who I admit, going into that series with the Lakers, I was like, okay, well, the Lakers got the Suns. This is a pretty favorable matchup to them. Uh, In that series and and in the series they're playing in currently, have just shown that they're just a really good team. They're well-coached. Devin Booker is an absolute stud, and Chris Paul is as, as good as he's been his entire career. The Jazz didn't show up against the Clippers last night, but their shooting is just lethal. Watching them and the spacing they had just made me so angry yesterday. <laughs> and it's not even so much. And, oh, God. I, I, I don't care to speak his name, but Anthony Irwin, our good friend uh, <laughs> at, Silver, at Silver Screen and Roll, our colleague, if you will, uh, had a locker room the other day where he was debating Anthony Davis at center. And I got a lot of the points he was making. 
I popped in literally just to tell him he was wrong on my day <laughs> off. Um, but like even Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, having them on the floor, not floor spacers by any stretch of the imagination, and there was still spacing on the team. Like you can do that. You yeah. can you can have four players in in the perimeter and one player operating as the drive and kick playmaker. That's incredible. That is modern offense. I would like to see it, but I digress. It it what I'm saying is these teams are all really good, and even if the Lakers advance past the first round, I think it would have been a toss up all the way to the finals. Like beyond that first round and maybe that second round against uh nuggets portland i think would have been a favorable matchup for the lakers um these teams are just so damn good and to discredit any of them for potentially winning their first title in a very very long time some their first ever uh is would just it's stupid where kind of switching topics because i agree with everything you said who should the Lakers be rooting for, or Lakers fans, I should say, be rooting for in these playoffs? Because I have found it hard to – I mean, I don't necessarily root for any of the teams in the playoffs, but to try to pick some – like, I really like Luka. Um, I had kind of hoped that they would go far, um, and that had the added bonus of he would beat the Clippers. I feel gross rooting for the Jazz in this series. No, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I'm still a little salty about the Suns and just the way they handled themselves at times in that series. And then, I mean, in the Eastern Conference, the Hawks are fun, but it looks like their little run's going to be over. Um, I mean, I would root for Danny Green, but he's another guy that just went out for a couple weeks, so... He may not be around for the next series. Um, I mean, who do Lakers fans root for? Is it just former or former Lakers at this point? Yeah, and you also root for just absolute chaos. And to me personally, the the most chaotic scenario that could play out from here on out is, I'm sorry to say this, but the Clippers advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Gross. Facing the Suns and playing Chris Paul. Oh God! Chaos. I never thought about that. Yeah. I would love that. Uh, but this, okay. But this is where it gets good. The Suns beat the Clippers. Chris Paul wins, makes it to the NBA Finals, only to lose to <laughs> Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan on the Nets. I did actually think about that the other day is how uh, funny um, it would be in kind of a schadenfreude way to laugh at the Clippers pain that they had the lob city teams forever and they never made it past the second round. And then just to imagine what they're feeling as Chris (laughs) faces off against Blake in the, uh, in the finals. So, I mean, I mean, Deandre would be there too. Um, That'd be hilarious, honestly, but I just, yeah. I mean, I've rooted for Clarkson. I really like him. I wish he would have latched on to literally any other team uh, (laughs) other than the Celtics, probably. Um, I I don't know. I I have found enjoyment somehow and still watching Dwight, which, again, just 
stuns me because I had a whole Twitter brand of hating on Dwight once he left the uh, Lakers the first time. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed watching him, but outside of that, it, I just, I mean, I'll watch the games, but they're just the same. Yeah. There isn't a lot of a rooting interest. I just kind of root for a good game or fun moments. Um, I really, I think what I'm most envious of, and I think we kind of talked about this is the fact that the Lakers never really had a home crowd. Mm-hmm. And then to see all these places like Utah and Phoenix and um, I'm sure there have been others that just have these like sold out stadiums, which honestly probably still too early for that. But um, I am still jealous that they get full sold out stadiums cheering for them in a playoff game. And the Lakers still haven't really had a real playoff game and going on a decade now home playoff game. Um so I'm jealous of that, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I I just kind of watch it to, to hope for a good game, hope for a kind of those high intensity games. But the problem is, a lot of times in this series, even still, there hasn't been a lot of good games. Like this Phoenix Denver series has been atrocious. <laughs> like yeah. it, uh, Denver is so much worse than I thought they would be. I I know they've had injuries, but. It was a rough look for Jokic to get the MVP and then go down 3-0, even if he had 30, 20, and 10. Like, this is a a tough way for Denver to go out. I'm stunned they made it even past the first round. I think if Jamal Murray was healthy uh, and if Will Barton had, you know, had time to get his feet back under him, I think we'd be talking about the Nuggets making at least a Western Conference Finals bid like that that's how good they've been if um, jamal murray was healthy i think that's a team that is a title contender right i agree um me personally i i think i'm rooting hardest for the bucks just because they, they've been my team in the eastern conference for a minute now um i don't know how back far back my tweets go but uh, it's funny though. The reason that they were my team in the Eastern Conference is because I really liked their core of uh, Giannis, Greg Monroe, and Michael Carter Williams. I thought you were gonna say Jabari Parker too. Oh, well, I yes, also Jabari Parker. But um, that's what attracted me to them. Never in a million years would I have expected Giannis to be the best player out of all of them. Um, Shout out Jabari Parker, who last played for the Celtics. I think he was on the Celtics roster at the end. Yeah. But I, and it's also, I feel similarly about the Bucks the way I did the Raptors, which is to say there are just a lot of dudes on that roster that I'd be happy to see get theirs. So, like, PJ Tucker winning a ring would be very dope. Drew Holiday. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez, who I've loved for a very long time. Even before he played for the Lakers, I really liked him. So that's a team where if if they won, I'd I'd be completely happy with that result. I really like Drew Holiday. Watching him last year with the Pelicans kind of made me appreciate how good he was, and I'm glad he's getting a lot of recognition this season. Uh, I kind of forgot about Brooke being a, uh, still in the playoffs. Another former Laker who I think everybody 
kind of universally liked. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Lakers, Luke Walton. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that front office apparently didn't yeah. get called. Um, I do enjoy a lot of the people on the books. I mean, I, I enjoy watching Giannis. Um, and, I mean, it's a, it's a fun enough team. Um, so if we're just, like, looking at teams that would be fun to win it, I wouldn't mind them. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm trying to look. Atlanta would still be fun, but, I mean, there's no chance. They, that they're way, This is way too early in the process for them. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I, do, I do enjoy that it'll be a new team, uh, relatively speaking, that'll win a title. Um, I mean, if it's not going to be the Lakers, I don't want it to be anybody that's like a rival in any way. So, um, since all those, all those people are out, um, I appreciate that it'll be a new team and maybe a new fan base. will get to, uh, enjoy making arguments about count the rings now. (laughs) Uh, we're, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. As the first show of the week or the the last show of the week, however you want to look at it, uh, our our shows drop Sunday nights. Um, Our job is to recap, for the most part, the stuff that went on in the week. And as you know, or as you may know, that high school sports are back in California. And LeBron James, Drake, J.R. Smith, and Jared Dudley we're all in attendance for Bronny James, Sierra Canyon debut, uh, or not Sierra, his sophomore Sierra Canyon debut. Um, I I just have to ask if you're on the other team <laughs> and you see LeBron James, Drake, J.R. Smith, and Jared Dudley on the sidelines, and you're going up against Bronny James for, for those who don't know is LeBron James son. I know that <laughs> nickname can throw it off. Um, are you motivated to play hard, or is it just too much of an intimidation to play in front of all of those dudes? Dude, I don't even know how I would react as a high schooler if LeBron and Drake show up um, to my high school game. Like, that's absurd to me basically like i it was hard to i'm someone i've covered a lot of high school sports Mm -hmm. that was my job for five years uh, up to the pandemic and so when i read that i was just trying to picture obviously this again is it would be in the middle of nowhere indiana so it'd be a entirely different just seeing them anywhere yeah. in that vicinity would be yeah. national news. yeah they would be <laughs> so dramatically lost if they found their way to where i was working but just the idea of those guys rolling up to a high school game like was hard for me to even fathom like i can't imagine being what 16 17 8 years 18 years old like to these kids like LeBron James and Drake are like idols, to be honest. And the idea that they're just sitting courtside watching you, I would be so damn nervous. Like, uh, I, I would, I wouldn't even know how to act. Like, I would just be staring at them the whole time and not even paying attention to the game. 
Yeah. Um, maybe that's what their plan is, is to just psych the other team out. And that's why LeBron's just bringing random people. I, there was a, I, he, I'm pretty sure he didn't show up, but Anthony Davis, they said at one point was going to go too. just LeBron just continuing to bring as many of his star friends as possible, just to psych out the other team. Um, I assume it's his strategy there, but by far the funniest clip from all that um, was Drake arguing with the ref. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Uh, that was abs- like somebody, uh, I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, this is a hilarious video of Drake talking to the ref. And I jokingly said to them at the time, I don't know what happened, but I'm picturing Drake acting as he did in the playoffs for Toronto, um, where he's just up and down clapping, yelling at the ref. And then like 30 minutes later, I, I see the video and I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly what Drake was doing. He was treating this game like an NBA playoff game, yelling at the ref. So that was hysterical. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's something all those kids are going to be able to tell their family, friends about forever. Like if, if Drake came to my game, I don't care if I was like the 15th man on the end of the bench. Like I'm telling everybody forever that Drake came and watched me play basketball. So um, I don't know. I, I, I found that just absolutely absurd. I still can't fully wrap my mind around those guys going to a high school basketball game. But uh, I don't know. It, it was funny. It led to some good videos, some hilarious videos, basically. The closest thing I've gotten to that is – I went to a South Bay Lakers game, uh, I want to say two or three years ago, and Talon was playing. So LeBron, JR, Rondo, and Yuvitsa Zubots showed up. Does that make sense? Yes. Talon and Zubots weren't on. Yeah, I don't think Zubats. I'm trying okay. to remember. Yeah, so no, may- he got he got traded the year before LeBron. Maybe kinda, it was just I kind of blacked that out from my memory because <laughs> it was such a bad moment. But yeah, Ivica I don't think was on the Le- LeBron team. Well, maybe it was just those four then. And they sat in the corner of the table, and there was a moment I looked over at the bleachers at the UCLA Health Training Center. Nobody was watching the game. They were just <laughs> looking at LeBron and Rondo sitting down. And I thought that was really funny. Um, I'm not even sure I have anything that remotely compares to that. Like I've been to bigger high school basketball games. Like I, when I, when I was at Indiana university, there was a local high school that they always, whoever IU got to commit from wherever in the country, they would often try to schedule a game in Bloomington against them. Mm-hmm. So, and it would lead to just massive crowds. So um, I would go to some of those, but there weren't really, there wasn't really anybody that popular that was at those games. Like anybody that was there was like popular relative to Bloomington. Whereas like these guys are obviously popular relative to the whole globe. Um, so I don't know that I've ever really had anything like that really happen. So maybe that's why it's just so, hard for me to grasp um that going on and whatnot but yeah that that was that was a wild story i mean you were at 
Chino roughly the time that the Ball family was there? Was there even anything <laughs> close to that? Well, that was going to be my second experience. I went I went to a Chino Hills High School basketball game with LeVar there, and I thought yeah. LeVar was his older brother who <laughs> just, like, flamed out. He peaked in high school and is now just, like, the center of the show at all of his brother's basketball games. And all of fr- that is true, except yes. he's just the father instead of the brother. I, I expressed that to my friend Craig that I went with, and he's like, no, man, that is his dad. I'm like, oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those games were fun. But Drake and LeBron did not show up. Although I'd argue that if LeBron knew what he kn- knows now about Lonzo, he would have been at the Chino Hills high basketball game <laughs> for the off chance that when Lonzo Ball became a restricted free agent, he would force a sign and trade to the Lakers through the power of clutch. I don't think there's any gym big enough to hold LeBron and LeVar. <laughs> I also don't, I mean, that's setting aside the fact that I don't think LeBron likes him. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a gym big enough to hold those two. Um, so, but I mean, LeBron doesn't even like, there's no hindsight needed there because Lonzo was tweeting at LeBron this weekend about, the best advice he's ever gotten was from LeBron and LeBron immediately is like, I'm always a phone call away basically. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that was music to Lakers fans ears. Um, figuratively speaking, I don't think there's really any chance he comes back this year, but down the line, eventually I would, yeah, I would I be upset. stunned if he did not come back to the Lakers. And that yeah. is where I will leave it because <laughs> I am no reporter. I am not scoop C it does not work like that around here. Scoop C and Scoop J signing <laughs> off. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess that's a good place to end our show. Lonzo, if you're listening, uh, supporting your good pal. I'm not his good pal, but his good pal uh, from his hometown. Please come back. We we could use you. Um, that'll do it for this week's show. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll catch you next week.